Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Well, I love the faithfulness of our God. He is so faithful and he's so persistent. And he doesn't just have, there is, we know there is one way to God and that's through Jesus. But I love what Pastor Patsy said a few weeks ago, there are many ways to Jesus. <laughs> He's so faithful that if you don't get Jesus one way, he'll show you Jesus another way. But there are many, many ways to get you through that door of Jesus into the salvation and all that we have in Jesus. And of course, you're well taught here. I don't need to tell you that salvation also is the Greek word sozo, which is healing, restoration. I mean, he wants you to have it all. He didn't give you the economy package. He gave you the platinum package, Jesus and everything. And in fact, I think when we get to heaven, we're going to find that there is so much more we didn't even access. Because in him, all the fullness of God dwelt bodily. I mean, all the fullness of God. You got all the fullness of God yet? No, I think I'm just scratching the surface. And I like what I find. So I love this subject of healing, that there are so many ways for you to receive your healing. Uh, We put together some time ago... Um, when I printed it up, it actually came up as A4, but we've got it. And, and I believe it's on our website, but if you want to get this again, um, we'll make sure it's on the, the podcast sermon notes for Sunday night tonight. But this was a, a little chart that we put together some time ago, which had m- many ways, a few well, a few ways, and there are many, many more ways than this to receive your healing. And we encourage you that if you look through here and you go, actually, I received healing when I was worshipping. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? You can worship the Lord and receive healing. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit can be in operation. You can receive your healing that way. Uh, divine and medical combination. I mean, I've received healing that way. I've, I've submitted myself to the doctors, but also God's used it and, and miraculously. Wonderful. Um, and there's one here called Revelation of Truth. And I guess that's the one that I'm going to be looking at today, and I don't want to jump the gun too much. But the one that we... Um, we commonly look at there are some that used more frequently than others and one of them would be the command of faith you know you speak to it and I mean I've just had I've had problems with my knee recently and I just said I'm not going to go see any surgery or anything I'm just going to tell my knee what to do and I've been telling my knee and praise the Lord it's it's just been so much better command of faith it's a very easy thing to do that command of faith and of course the laying on of hands prayed for someone this morning just laid my hands on her the power of God went through her and uh, the pain left so that's very common ways but do you know that when you're receiving healing sometimes I don't know about you but have any of you ever had an issue in your body and you know all the scriptures you're confessing you're commanding you're doing everything that needs to be done uh, and still that wretched thing seems to have taken root and hold of you anyone been or is it I'm the only one <laughs> you know you, you command it and six months later you're still commanding it because something here is not right um I can remember um some many years ago when we first came to Queensland that we came to pastor a church and one of the men in our church we got here we arrived the very first phone call we got was this guy actually is dying of cancer can you come and pray for him we thought great we come to pastor a church we thought being something nice and easy but no someone's dying so we went around and we prayed with him and and the guy he knew all the healing scriptures he, and he was confessing it all and he was living his life right. Everything was good about him. Couldn't understand why the, he is on a slippery slope to death. And so um, we went to visit him one day and, and you could smell, you know, that death has a smell about it. And I thought, this is not right. So we went to our prayer team. We said, come on, we've got to pray. So we prayed, we prayed and prayed. And the Lord gave us one, one it wasn't even a scripture. It was a, it was a, a um, comment, it's, it's not your fault thought okay so we went to visit him the next day we prayed for him we said look we were praying for you last night and we just felt the Lord say it's not your fault anyway we left it James and I had to go away for a couple of weeks we came back again the guy is still alive and not only that he's up walking around three months later he is out um, sanding back his swimming pool totally healed 
You see how there, there are some things where just the command of faith, I'm not saying don't command in faith, but there are some times when, when God needs some, a, a special um, access point to get into the soul of a person. You know, there, is, there are many things that can prevent you from receiving your healing. Um, and, you know, harboring unforgiveness, speaking ill, what, what, you know, living in strife. All of those things can, can be a, 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 a prevention in your soul to receive that healing. And so if, if you're struggling with a situation, don't give up and don't say, well, you know, uh, I'm commanding in faith and I'm speaking the word and the pastor's laid hand on me and I've done all of the things on, on this list here. And it's still not working. Well, keep, keep trying because there is always a key. You believe the word of God? I do. Do you believe that Jesus died not only for your salvation but for your healing? I do. So there's nothing wrong on his side of the coin. All right. So I just wanted to share with you, um, uh, and Pastor Tony asked me to share this situation because it was something that enabled me to receive a healing. Um, about and I, I was trying to tally up how many years ago it was at least 30 years ago 30 years ago some of you have not been alive yeah actually most of you have been alive for 30 years but um, you know not even been alive for that we were much younger 30 years ago and I had a back injury and I had three blown discs in in my back and um, if you've ever had a blown disc you know that that can be a little debilitating so um, first of all I went um, I didn't want to have surgery, but then the Lord said to me, no, you're in fear. So I went and had surgery and was healed. It was wonderful. And I was, you know, for many, many years, walked free of that that debilitating injury. But um, there was, I can remember very clearly, um, it was in January 19, uh, 19, January 2016. No, 2006. I'm not very good with numbers, but I, I, that, that was the day. I remember that January because it was the year I turned 50. And on my birthday weekend, I went away with some friends to a retreat and that, that thing hit me and I could not walk. And I came home in excruciating pain and I went to the doctor and the doctor said, you know, by this time I'd already had two surgeries. And the doctor said, look, another surgery is not going to do any good for you. Um... And I thought, oh, what do I do? So I just went home. And I just retreated from everything. I, I, didn't, I, st- not, I didn't stop going to church, but I stopped. We, my husband and I were associate pastors in the church. I just said, I'm not doing anything else in the church. I'm going to stay home. I can't do anything. I can't walk. I'm just going to stay home and seek God. And during that time, I just started, I just prayed. And I just, I followed the track of the Holy Spirit. I didn't have in my mind a predetermined route that I was going to take. I didn't stay home to investigate healing scriptures. I just felt at the Lord that I was to stay home and investigate Jesus. <laughs> and so I wasn't even chasing the healing. I was, I, I was chasing connection with Jesus. Because um, parallel to this situation, my husband and I had been, um, we'd suffered in ministry quite a blow some years earlier. And we, even though we were associate pastors at a church, we knew it was not a right fit. You know how you can you can be in a place and everybody's fine, but you just feel like it, you know you're a square peg in a round hole or something like that. Um, I love there's a scripture in Acts which really stood out to me in this time, and I've got a few scriptures that ministered to me at this time. But Acts four verse twenty three, and it says this is Peter and John after they were hauled over to you know the authorities because of what they were doing and after they were permitted to go they returned to their own company I said Lord I want my own company I want my own company we were in a church nice church had good friends it's all fine but I didn't have my own company and so I was on this journey and the Lord started to show to me some of the things about what it means to be connected in the body of Christ. And um, so I'll, I'll share with you some of the scriptures. Um, the first one, and these two, they're two in Colossians and Ephesians because, you know, Ephesians and Colossians quite often mirror each other. Colossians 2 verse 19, and it says, Not holding fast to the head, from whom the entire body 
supplied and knit together by means of its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. This joints and ligaments got my attention because uh, that was, you know, part of what was pro- problematic in my body. And I went to the physio, I was going to physio at the time, and I said to the physio, and every time I walk, it's really, really painful. And he said, walk as much as you can. And this stuck with me. He said, every time you move that joint, you nourish your body. And I went, oh, this guy's read Colossians. <laughs> the joints nourished the body. So I would walk. And I would just, and sometimes I could only walk from one end of the lounge room to the other, and then had to had to lie down again. But I would walk because I knew every time I'm moving it, I'm nourishing my body. And I thought, there's something in this. So then Ephesians four verse sixteen says, because of him, the whole body, the church in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied when each part with power adapted to its need is working properly in all its functions grows to full maturity building itself up in love now I just want to unpack that verse a little bit this was the key for me at that time I didn't realize it but it was so connected to my healing so um and and so anyway so it says closely each various parts closely joined and firmly knit together okay so you've got here parts that are firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied in other words the body is supplied nourished invigorated able to grow when the joints are functioning together you know if you don't move your arm After a little while, you're not going to be able to move your arm. You're going to have to go to rehab to get that moving again. But if you keep your body moving, your body is nourished. My mother's 86. She'll be 87 next month. She goes, it takes the dog out for a walk every day. You know how come she does that? She says, every day I've got to walk. Because every time she walks, her body is nourished. If she decides one or two days she's not going to keep moving that connection, those connections, her body's going to seize up. She knows it. She's keeping that function going. And I went, isn't that interesting? Because when Paul wrote Colossians and Ephesians, he wasn't talking about your natural body. He was talking about the body of Christ. And I said, Lord, there's something here that I need to understand. Something that I need to understand. There's a lovely scripture in Psalm 73, in verse 16, it says, For when I considered how to understand this, it was too great an effort for me and too painful until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood and I knew that there was something about being connected in the body that was going to bring healing to my body. And, you know, you might say, oh, well, it was that injury in your body a direct result because you were disconnected? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't understand everything. All I knew was I had to find my connection in the body. And I was more driven by that than I was even the pain in my back. It took the attention off the pain into a desire to get connected in the body. And so um, at this time, I was, as I said, we were pretty disconnected. We were going to church, going through the motions, you know, and I was was playing the piano and I was leading prayer groups. Oh, Shandai, Shandai. I had such an attitude. I was so disconnected. And um, one day, just out of the blue, that, that, this was started in January, around about July, August, I think it was, I got a phone call. And um, I wasn't going to even say who they are, but I'm going to say Edith and Diana. Diana's here. Where are you, Diana? Yeah. You remember that day? I got a phone call from Edith. She said, we haven't prayed for a long time. Well, I used to pray with Edith years before, and we had a lovely you know, prayer group. And uh, she said, we haven't prayed for a long time, probably about five or six years. She says, we're coming over to visit you. I said, okay. I said, come on over. I can't do much for you, but come. So they came. And you know what we talked about? Connections in the body. Connections in the body. We just talked and shared the word. We didn't even pray. 
We just shared together the wonderful joy of what Jesus has done in creating his ecclesia, his body, and how we're part of it. And that was wonderful. And I thought, oh, wasn't that wonderful? Anyway, they went home. Next morning, I woke up totally healed. Totally healed. And I thought, I wasn't even thinking about, but I had that, you know, on this list we've got here, revelation of truth. One of the ways that you can receive your healing is revelation of truth. And for me, the revelation of the importance of being connected in the body, not just going to church, because I was going to church. In fact, I was leading church. I was playing the piano at worship. And I said, Lord, I need my connections. And we prayed, we prayed, we prayed. That was August. And then around about November, I was sitting in the park and I said, Dear God, you're going to have to come through for me on this because I know while I was healed, totally healed, there was a pain that was even deeper inside of me and that was the lack of connection. Now, my husband and I got a wonderful marriage. We love each other. Our kids were wonderful. Everything on the surface looked beautiful, but I was lacking that connection, that joints and ligaments with which I was supplied and I added supply to the body. So I was sitting in Roma Street Parklands and I said, Lord, I can't do another year like this. It's coming, it's November now. I'm not going to do another year. I would rather go home and be with you than do another year disconnected in the body. And he spoke up inside of me. I heard it echo in me. He said, I'll show you your connections. It'll come as a surprise to you. <laughs> I went, oh, good. You know, when you get a word from the Lord, you don't even think about it. You just rejoice. And I was so rejoicing. That was on the Thursday. And then on the Saturday, I met Pastor Tony and Patsy. And the Lord said, here you go. Here's your connections. I had to contend for those connections for almost a whole year. But it, and it's not that they are my saviors or anything, but the Lord connected us. And I'm so glad he connected us because what God puts together, it doesn't matter. No man can pull it asunder. No man can pull it apart. So we found our connections and it wasn't to a person, it was to a plan. It was our part in the plan of God. Our part in the plan of God. And I would say to people, don't just come to Rhema or don't just come here and find out for yourself what is your connection in the body. Now, before all this happened, um, James and I thought, you know, we had in, in 1998, we came up to Brisbane and we had two or three years here pastoring a church. We thought we were in heaven. We just loved, it was a growing church, we had great prayer groups and everything and then it's like hell burped out a bowling ball and knocked us for six and that whole ministry fell apart. And that's what really, that was what really started this terrible disconnection. And so during this period of time we thought, you know, let's go back and do what we did before, it worked you know, pastoring a church. So we, we said, okay, we had some friends, dear friends who we've known for many, many years. We said, look, we really want to plant a church up here and we want to do it under your ministry, under, you know, because we knew about sub- submission under authority. And he said, well, go for it. So we did. And that was, you know, outstanding failure. <laughs> I won't say it was a failure. It just it, We knew, you know, the Lord's like said, all right, go ahead and do that and see how it works for you. What we realized, and and there's another scripture here that came to us, and this is all about connections. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we know that scripture very well about communion, and we we read it in communion, but I want to read from verse 29. It says, For anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating and recognizing with due appreciation that it is Christ's body, eats and drinks a sentence of judgment upon himself. That careless and unworthy participation is the reason so many of you are weak and sickly. Of course, anything like that got my attention in those days, still does. And quite enough of you have fallen asleep. It was a failure to discern the body. Discern the body. Now, when we take communion, we take the, the body and we take the blood. Uh, we, you know, we drink the wine, which is the element of the blood, and we discern Christ's body. But you know that there is another body on the earth, and that's the body of Christ. And the Lord really spoke to us, and he said, you need to discern 
your connections in the body. And so the Lord showed me this. He said, in your arm, you've got bones that are fused together. You know, he, I think it's called the radius and the ulna. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that right? These two bones here, they're fused together and they make your forearm amazingly strong. Those fusions are really important. But then there are parts of the body like your elbow where the bones are not fused. You've got to be able to move them. And then there are parts of your body like my right hand and my left shoulder. They're not even connected. But let me tell you, when my left shoulder hurts, my right hand comes to the, you know. And so the Lord showed me how important it is to discern your connections. Now, with this particular couple that we were in association with, they were dear, dear friends of ours. And the Lord said to me, they're just like your right, your right hand and your left shoulder. And they still to this day are like that. The Lord didn't call us to be fused with them and connected. We have a relationship with them. Because sometimes when you think, okay, I'm going to find my connection in the body. Okay, I'm here at Rhema. I'm connected here. I'm fused. And, you know, who cares about everybody else? We have relationships in the body all over the place, which are like this right hand and this left shoulder. Because let me tell you, when my friend who lives down in Sydney is hurting and I call her, it's like... And actually, to be honest with you, she's, she's the hand and I'm the shoulder because sometimes I'm hurting, she calls me. Isn't that a wonderful relationship? But we cannot see each other for almost a year, sometimes two years. Discerning the body is so important. Paul said there that this is the reason why so many of you are weak and sickly. It's not just discerning the body of Jesus as crucified on the cross. It's discerning his body. Overconnection or underconnection in the body is, is not going to be healthy for you. The right connections are right, but not to the um, exclusion of all other connections. There are connections that we have, as, as, that I have, with other people in different ministries that's a little bit like the elbow. You know, we work together. We work together, and um, it's a beautiful relationship. And then there are those relationships, I don't see them for years, but, um, you know, when we need each other, we're there. And then there are the relationships where the Lord says, now, I want you to plant here and be fused and be committed. So this is all part of the journey that I had in understanding how important it is to be connected in the body. Now, as I said before, is it because, did I get sick or was this injury because I was disconnected? I don't know. I think the devil just likes to look for any little, little, any little gap in the hedge to get in there and prod you and try and make you distracted from the plan of God for your life. But there are ways to receive healing that, and, and this connection in the body is so important. And we know even like, you know, Pastor Patsy Priest message a couple of weeks ago about linking, uh, locking shields. I'm telling you, when the devil tries to come at you and sickness gets on your body, don't be an island out there. Find You don't have to broadcast it to everybody, but find the people who the Lord connects you with and pull them in and stand together. That connection in the body is so important, not just from, for receiving your healing, but for keeping your healing and maintaining your healing and maintaining your soundness of mind and maintaining everything about you that keeps your life productive and efficient and bearing fruit. Don't you want to bear fruit all the days of your life? Well, be planted and be connected. Hallelujah. So I love what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3. And it says there in verse 17, May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide and make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on life. That's lovely, isn't it? I want that. And then it says that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend with all the saints. God's devoted people, the experience of that love, which is the breadth and length and de depth, height and depth of it. You know, it's be wonderful. A lot of people can say, well, you know, I can experience God and I can get all I need from God by myself. And I'm telling you, that'd be the easiest thing. Isn't it in interesting that Paul says that you may have power to apprehend? Why do you need power to apprehend with all the saints? 
Because I'm telling you, working with people can be a little challenging. Not everyone's perfect. Amen. This is so important, our connection in the body, that you know the devil is trying to to, um, separate people. Get between people, separate them and pull them out so they become a target. But Paul says he's praying for us that we will have the power to apprehend with all the saints. So we need grace, we need anointing, we need strength, we need ability, we need wisdom, we need the love of God to be able to do it together with everyone. And I'm telling you, when you get a corporate apprehension, in other words, together we get something, isn't it much more fun to get something from God with your brothers and sisters? You ever had a wonderful revelation at home and then you go, well, who am I going, who am I going to talk, tell this to? Oh, Adrian And Adriana goes, yeah, that's nice, Jenny. Lovely. But let me tell you, if we have apprehended it together, oh, my goodness, it's just magnified because we walk in places in God together. And I love that. What this, you know, the scripture says one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 2,000 to flight. No. 10,000. It's exponential, synergistic. So that wonderful apprehension with all the saints, you need some grace to do that. That's why Paul, Paul prayed. And then it says in verse 19 that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ. To know practically together having apprehended with all the saints. We're going to do this corporately. We're going to do it together. Isn't that wonderful? I think of that, um, what it says in, in Exodus when the children of Israel came out. It said he brought them out and there was not one feeble among their tribe. How important is our tribe? So let there not be one feeble among our tribe. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for your word. And I ask, Lord, that whatever has been spoken tonight will go to the heart of the matter for these people. There is a way for receiving complete healing. Jesus is the way. And God has prescribed a way for you to get to it. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. We seek after you. We don't even seek after the healing. We seek Jesus, the source, the author, the alpha, the omega, and everything in between. We thank you, Jesus, that you are all that we need. And we thank you that you didn't call us to do this alone. You put us into a tribe. You put us into a family. You put us into a body. You put us into an ecclesia. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. What a price you paid that enabled us to be part of this body. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. We're going to just spend a little bit of time just maybe worshipping or singing and, and that's to see what the Lord will do from here. Yeah. Thank Before you. you go, yeah. um, we can switch places so you're closer to the piano when okay. you get over there. Um, but my goodness, is this not important? It's just really vitally important uh, for us to not just have prox- proximity or closeness with the Lord, but as we draw close to him, we find our, ourselves yeah. actually closer That's together. It, yeah. And uh, the closer connection with him brings a closer connection. You know, when you were talking, I'm going to ask a, a, a question here. Um, Brother Hagen used to say about the 12 years that he pastored. Now, Brother Hagen had a wonderful healing ministry, and Tony and I traveled with him for, for many years. Uh, but uh, when he was in that traveling minister ministry, he was in auditoriums and and then he would be going from place to place and all but during the years of his many years of ministry um, 12 years of pastoral ministry he said he saw 
the most amazing works of healing in a, a connected group. Mm-hmm. Mm. He saw some amazing things in ministry to individual people, but he saw uh, what you were talking about tonight of the body uh, being connected to one another. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Jenny, have you have you experienced or seen it um, for yourself or even for other people when you're connected with people, then you're more apt to sense their pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been on the receiving side of that and, and also on the giving side of that. Yeah. There is, a, you know, when it, it says in both Ephesians and Colossians that every joint that supplies, there is a supply that comes out of a working connection. It's not just, oh, let's have coffee and then go. No, it's a working connection. So whether it's a prayer group, whether you're serving in the cafe, when, whether you're on the worship team, whether you're in kids' church, when you teach RI together, a working connection yeah. brings a supply. And that supply is power. It's power. And so often when, when we've been working on something, the person that I'm working with may not even know it, but I am drawing strength from that operation and people say to me oh that's because you're a very task focused and I am a very task focused person but working together you know we've we had had this when we first started the bible school do you remember those days we we sat around a little wonky card table working together there was such a supply that came from that working relationship and I didn't have to come and say hey can you guys pray for me I'm not feeling you know I didn't have to because we came and we worked together so this this working together and I don't know if the people I was working with even ever felt my pain but Jesus did he felt it and so this working together it was like a rich oh I don't even know how to explain it's like a rich atmosphere Mm. of the grace of God that when you're in that atmosphere of the grace and you're working together oh just it's like it's like drinking fresh water Mm. it's an atmosphere to receive in isn't it It, yes and you receive directly from him but sometimes you receive through somebody else you receive him it's the play of Jesus Christ and it's not like I'm coming oh Patsy please pray for me and no no we're working together, and it wasn't just Patsy, it's other people. You know, you're working together, and, and you're drawing from the grace that they're working under, and oh, it's, it's healing to you. Very much so. Um, you know, I, I am aware of, for myself personally and my personality, um, uh, the kind of personality a little bit like some dogs, that if they're not feeling good, they just want to be alone. Or if if they've heard had an injury, they they go hide under the bed. They mm-hmm. just want just just leave me be. It's not like I'm mad at the world. I just just let me be. Just let me be. But um, uh, there is um, there there can be a personality like that. Uh, and then there's some people that when they're hurting, you know, they they, they really call for yeah. for attention. Uh, and I, I'm not that way, actually. I, I'm a bit different than that. But uh, rega- this kind of healing um, is, what it does is it has people that have that kind of personality um, being humble to not try to sort this just yourself. Yeah, yeah. That you actually discern that somebody else has something that you need. Does this make sense? And so during this time, I'm thinking, you know, uh, really weird days is not the time to be alone, alone, a lone ranger. Mm -hmm. Get by yourself, wait on the Lord, but where where function is concerned, we're working together, Mm -hmm. um, worshiping together, um, uh, uh, appreciate proximity with mm-hmm. people and I, I'm thinking about um, uh, our family 
who have worked together, my, my personal family, and I've found family here in Australia in the, in the church. But, you know, uh, we've had major crisis in our family multiple times. Uh, my, my dad nearly died of septicemia. Every, all of his organs were shutting down. Uh, my sister had an inoperable brain tumor that ended up disappearing in her, in her head. Uh, my sister had, uh, my other sister had, a, had complete heart failure and was in a coma for, for three weeks. And, um, and, you know, serious, okay, life things. But it's amazing how when any of those things happen, and we're spread out in different parts of the country, but as soon as there's crisis, as soon as there's pain, it's like this. I mean, zoom. You pick on one of us, you pick on us all. True. Amen. True. I mean, you, you, you just stop it. And, and that is what a local church family, you don't get that in a seminar. You don't get, you're not able to get that, you know, from listening to amazing uh, ministry afar off. This is an, a, an ecclesia where you get That's, together. Yeah. And, um, and so I just really encourage um, I, I encourage closeness. Amen. Yeah. So we worship with each other. And like you said, we work together. Oh, we function right. together. But boy, if somebody picks on us, we'll fight for each other too. We're not willing. And not we'll willing take this, this scripture. Mm-hmm. We don't just, now, Jenny, you need to speak the word. You need to be praising the Lord. No, let's speak the word together. I'm right here. I'm speaking the word with you. Yeah. I love that scripture in, um, we call for the elders of the church. Yeah. James. It says, if any among you are, it says in your, your Bible, probably sick, but that word actually is weakness. If any of you are feeling weak, call for the elders. In other words, get someone around you who's, who's stronger. And, and how many, and I've felt that too, and I've sometimes felt weak, and, I've, and, and I'm not a, the kind of person that wants to go and tell everybody, oh, I'm going to, this problem, I've got this problem. No, I'm going to get people around me who are stronger. I don't even have to tell them. I'm just going to get around the people who are stronger because I'm feeling a little bit weak right now. And is it all right to be weak, to feel weak? Yeah, I... It's human. It's human. That's not where you want to be, where you want to stay. Praise God, there is an option. If you're feeling weak, I can't do this alone. You were never meant to do it alone. That's why God's given you connections. And so get around people who are a little stronger than you and, um, and, draw from that supply you don't actually even have to work I mean I I love to work I love projects but you just even have to have a relationship with them mm. a relationship mm. that you can where you can trust and draw from that supply of that connectedness thank you Jesus praise the Lord yeah. it, isn't this good this is just good thank you Lord let's yeah. just um let's just, just how are we doing how are we going yeah, we've got 10 more minutes um let's just uh, if you want to go play, and then we'll, um, if the Lord has given Tony's talk to some people before the service, if you have a word of uh, that to minister or somebody that the Spirit of God has just given or quickened something in particular, this would be the time to come up and be ready to give that. Hallelujah. Can we just praise the Lord that he's, uh, the terminology, body of Christ. I'm a member of the body of Christ. It's real. It's real. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father God, we're just so thankful for this truth uh, that Jenny has brought out tonight about discerning the body. If anybody has a word, go ahead and stand up. Thank you, Jesus, because when you do, I'll hand this to you. Go ahead. Some words, uh, some words of knowledge. Um, these are people here. The first thing I get is uh, for eyes. There's somebody here, this side of the room. It's like uh, this kind of a pressure. That's the only way I can describe it. Comes up behind your eyes and has affected your vision. Sometimes your vision goes blurry. That's how it, you know it's you. But it's not blurry all the time. It's just sometimes. So 
if you want to take that healing now, I sense that healing anointing right now for that. There's another one also. You have received, it's also eyes. You have received healing for peripheral vision of your eyes, but it's still not quite there and you need to get more. You're also on the side I'm pointing to, to my right side of the room. You're just there right now. It's also something else. There's a, there's a, a, a lady here tonight. There could be others too, but the third word of knowledge is this. I understand that through the night you've been waking up not just recently either, but it has come and gone and has now, it's tended to go away, but has reoccurred now more recently again, that you're waking up with this kind of sense of dread. You, you wonder really what it's all about, but you're waking up through the night and there's this sense of dread you're feeling as you wake up in the night. And you need to receive uh, a real touch of God to cast that off and send that thing back to hell where it came from before it talks you into doing something that you don't want to do. I'll just add that there to it. Yeah, I've got those three things at least there. Eyes, peripheral vision, pressure behind your eyes. There's a hand there where I pointed, yeah. And uh, also complete restoration of peripheral vision, a sense of dread in the night. You're waking up and I think sort of feel like something's coming, lady here, something coming over you and it's, a, it's like a, it becomes quite intense, yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the way that the way that this works, this also works for people who are watching um, this by um, uh, online with us. And even if it isn't tonight, we have found that these words of knowledge, no matter how long down the road you hear them, uh, they still function. They, they still work. And so receive it. I just want you to, to encourage you. Receive that word of knowledge and, and say, that's me. I take that. I take that. But for the people that this would have applied to tonight, um, uh, as soon as we finish, please come and um, identify that with, with, with Herman tonight. Seal it. Seal it and let, and let uh, Herman pray with you. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm pretty nervous as I share this. I haven't shared this with anyone before, except within the own boundaries of my own family. Um, this is for parents with young children. And uh, for those watching online, parents with children, um, there's a scripture the Lord wants to give you. In um, James chapter 5, verse 14. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And I just want to tell you this, that when you apply the oil on your children, get the oil place the oil on your child's forehead and draw a cross on the forehead. This is the instruction that I've, I was given years ago when my children were babies from the Lord. The instruction was so often we just get the oil and apply it to the body. But the Lord said, draw a cross, draw the cross and draw it on their forehead. So do that. We're going we're gonna to have to do this a lot a lot in the future, coming into 2022. I mean, we're going to have to apply this quite a bit for our children, for our loved ones. And put both hands on the sides of their cheek. Both of your hands on the, on, on the, on the cheeks of your child and then pray that healing power. Take authority over that sickness and, and speak the powerful name of Jesus into your sick child and see the turnaround. Use your authority. You are the elder in this case to your children in your house. You are the prophet in your own house to your own children. So you have to stand on that. Apply that. Those that are watching online, apply that to your children. And it's in the instruction of applying the oil that the Lord showed me. And it's worked every time with my children as they were growing up. And this, this will apply to your property as well. I, I do this to my property. I, I 
anoint my property all around the square boundaries of my property the cross of Jesus so that's a word yeah thank you Lord Amen. praise the Lord well what a practical what a practical word Annie come quickly it's a, a practical word okay just a moment For a few weeks, I've, I've been praying and interceding, and the Lord was showing me that there is a people that is in the valley of the decision. Decision? Decision. And uh, the Lord says, all the time, my cup, you mine. So tonight, the Holy Spirit is, is really talk, touching me to come out and say that. My cup, you mine. There is a decision that you have to make. I don't know what kind of decision, but there is some uh, uh, things that sometimes we do have to make up our minds because behind us is the Lord Jesus Christ who is leading us to the steps that we're supposed to go through. And in Jesus' mighty name, if we believe it, we will receive it and we will make up our mind to the best way that we can. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Close your eyes and... and um for, for this person's sake, and we just all appreciate this. Hallelujah. We'll not just be in the valley of decision, indecision, where we can be tossed and turned about and going one way and then going another way and then end up not going any which way, but uh, making a firm decision. This is the way. Walk in it. Amen. Thank you for that word. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Did you have a, a word on healing? Pastor Tony spoke this morning about the aggravation that the devil has against the things of God. Your body is the temple, the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. That is why the devil is so intent on destroying God's temple. Pastor Tony also spoke about we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities in heavenly places. Father God went to such an extreme depth in order that you would be healed. He allowed his son to suffer so that you could be healed. All of heaven watched their king their prince have the flesh torn off his bones so that you can be healed we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers of principalities in heavenly places we don't have to plead with God we don't have to do anything I've heard people say oh Father God look at that person he does so much for you he does this one gives so much to you and Father God says what more can I do I gave you my son. I gave you my son. So we seek the things of God. Proverbs 3, 5 to 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of your ways and he'll make your path straight. So don't worry about what your body says. Don't worry about what the doctors say. In 2008, the, the, the hospitals of Brisbane requested permission to turn 28 machines off and let me die because they said more than 80% of my brain was dead. More than most of my organs would never function again. And they pleaded with my wife to say, please, if, he's, if he lives, He's only ever going to be a vegetable. And my wife said, no. My wife said, he's a man of faith. God will bring him through. His faith in Jesus will bring him through. I'm nobody special. Never will be. But Jesus is. So trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of your ways and allow him to do what Jesus suffered and died for. When we pray without ceasing, it's not to convince God, it's to break through the principalities that are blocking 
the healing, all your healing, every provision of God is up there in heaven. But the devil's domain is in the second heaven. And when we pray as the, the, the rivers of, of when, when Moses struck, struck the, 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 his staff on, on the river and parted the waters, that's what your prayer does. It parts the way through so the provision of God that has been won by Jesus when he said, Father, it's finished. There's nothing more that I can do. Everything has been done. Every gift has been given. Every promise has been fulfilled. Every healing has been done. Receive it. Praise God. Healing belongs to us. And I love that. You don't have to talk him into it. He's already, he's already provided. Let's stand up on our feet. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, we're so grateful for this word to us tonight on uh, discerning the body. And we just appropriate that. We, we use that. We thank you. Now we can be sensitized to that word from the Holy Spirit into our life. And Father, thank you for these words um, of healing, these specific words of healing. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. We thank you that um, our church family is open to those wonderful words in Jesus' precious name. And and this, our brother here, we're just so grateful for his, his life that's a living testament that Jesus is the healer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, it's been good to be together. Jesus is the healer. And uh, we'll be seeing you in 2022 when uh, healing continues on Sunday nights. All right. God bless you. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.